Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart podcast, Biblical Encouragement for Women of All Ages. Today, I want to talk to you about a concept that I like to call ordinary epic living. At our last Set Apart conference back in June, I really cast a vision for this amazing, epic, world-changing call that each of us has been given by God. But the question often comes up, what if I just have an ordinary everyday life? Can I really be a world changer? Can I really live out this epic, adventurous call of heroic Christianity when I'm a mom or a homeschooler or a high school student or I work at a secular job. That's what we're going to be tackling in this episode. Before we dive in, I wanted to remind you that our five-week discipleship training program is starting in September in Colorado at our beautiful Ellerslie campus and space is filling very quickly. If you are eager for a set-apart season to come away with Jesus and become grounded in truth and just enjoy like-minded encouragement and fellowship from believers all over the the world, I encourage you to go to ellerslie.com and learn more. We have scholarships and family rates available, and it's really appropriate for any age, any season of life. That's ellerslie.com, E-L-L-E-R-S-L-I-E.com, living radically for Jesus in everyday life. It's really easy, I think, even for me, I love Christian biographies, but it's easy for me to fall into this mindset that the things I read about in Christian history, the things I am amazed by when I read Christian biographies, only happen to a few select people in every generation, those unique people who maybe have a special call in their life to make a significant impact upon the world. But in reality, each of the men and the women in the stories that we read about throughout Christian history were really just ordinary, everyday people, most of them without any special qualifications or talents. They didn't do the things that they did in order to make a mark on history. They wanted to honor and serve Jesus Christ, the one who had given everything to redeem them. And what you see as an outflow is that God honored their faithful obedience, those simple steps that they took of obedience with this eternal, lasting, world-impacting fruit. And there are so many other believers throughout the ages that have lived out this amazing epic call, but because no one ever told their story or wrote a book about them, we probably won't know their story until we're in eternity. But every single one of us has a world-changing calling upon our life, no matter how ordinary our life may seem. Here are just a few scriptures that illustrate this. Jesus says, I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. That is eternal heavenly fruit, the fruit that comes with building the kingdom of God, and that your fruit should remain. It's not supposed to be just a flash in the pan, something that really makes an impact for a day, a week, or a month. It's lasting eternal fruit. That's from John 15, 16. Jesus also says in John 4, 5, Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. It's talking about the harvest of souls, the opportunities that are all around us. And Jesus is saying, lift up your eyes and see the opportunity to win souls that is sitting right in front of you. And then, of course, there's Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And in Matthew 28, 19, go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. And in John 14, 12, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. There are no shortage of statements from Jesus about the fact that we are meant to change this world for his glory. 
How seriously are we taking that amazing calling that he has placed upon our lives? This is a calling that goes far beyond just sitting in church every week or going to Bible studies every now and then. We are called to change the world for his glory, to build his kingdom, to go into all the world, to preach the gospel, to make disciples, to shine his light in the midst of the darkness of this age, and to make a difference that is going to last for eternity. But again, how does a calling like this fit into our ordinary every? everyday lives. If we're a homemaker, a college student, we work at a secular job, can we still live out that kind of radical devotion to Jesus Christ? Or is it only when we do something notable, like start an orphanage overseas or go preach the gospel in remote places of the world that we can really be fulfilling the Great Commission? A few stories that stand out to me from history that illustrate how ordinary people can truly change the world for Christ. I think of Frank Jenner. He was an Australian evangelist. He worked on George Street in Sydney, Australia, and for 28 years of his life, he made a commitment that every single day he would speak to at least 10 people about the gospel. So after work, he would go to George Street. He would find the people he felt led to speak to and ask them a simple question. If you were to die within 24 hours, where would you go, heaven or hell? Will you think about that, please, and then hand them a track? And for most of his life, he did this, and he didn't really know the fruit of his evangelism until finally towards the end of his life, stories began to crop up all over the world of people who gave their life to Jesus because of this man on George Street in Sydney, Australia. And a traveling pastor named Francis Dixon was the one hearing all these stories. He traveled all over the world and kept hearing people share the same testimony. So finally, he tracked down Frank Jenner and told him of the amazing impact his his witnessing had had. But he was just an ordinary, everyday man without any special training. He didn't go across the world to preach the gospel. He simply looked at the people that were right outside his door every day, and he began to speak truth into their lives. And he, it is estimated that he personally spoke to about 100,000 people or over 100,000 people in his lifetime about Jesus Christ. And that's more than most pastors and missionaries would reach in their whole entire careers. So an ordinary person making an extraordinary impact on the kingdom of God. And I've told the story before on this on this podcast, but the Smith sisters, Peggy and Christine Smith, they were very instrumental in the Hebrides revival. The Isle of Lewis is where that began in Scotland in the early 1900s. These were elderly women who were basically confined to their homes. One of them nearly blind, the other one had severe arthritis, could hardly stand up. And yet they were, and they were in their 80s, but they were so burdened for the apathy that they saw in their community, especially among the young people. There was no spiritual hunger. And so they decided, okay, we can't leave our homes and we can't really witness or evangelize, but we can pray. And that is exactly what they did. They cried out to God for months. Sometimes they would stay up all night in prayer. They inspired others, other Christians that they knew to begin to pray. And that led to this amazing, incredible two-year revival that swept over all of the Hebrides Islands. Just because of these two elderly women, again, ordinary women, very poor health at the end of their life, and yet they made that kind of impact in the kingdom of heaven because they were willing to say, okay, I'm not going to just subside into silence. God, you have a purpose for my life. And they didn't underestimate the power of prayer. 
These people changed the world for Christ in a powerful and lasting way, not because they tried to accomplish something big, but because they took one step of obedience at a time. Epic Christian living is not something that we are supposed to pursue as an end in itself. Sort of like, okay, I'm supposed to do something big for God. Let me just go out there and do it. Epic Christian living or world-changing Christian living is really the natural result of becoming fully available to Jesus Christ. And that's whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a high school student, an employee at a less than exciting job, maybe even an invalid confined to a hospital bed, or you're in your elderly years or anything in between, your life can bear lasting eternal fruit when you approach every single day with that aim of bringing glory to the name of Jesus right where you are. So I want to share with you a few practical ways to begin to live out that ordinary epic call that God has placed on our lives. The first one is to be expectant and available. And this really goes and this really comes down to how we approach our day when we wake up. We have two different choices. We can just go through the motions of our day on autopilot without really expecting God to lead us or speak to our hearts or reach other people through us. It's really easy to fall into that kind of autopilot mindset when our days are filled with seemingly mundane and maybe unexciting tasks. But when we have that attitude, it causes us to pitch our tents spiritually in that land of mediocrity. And if we're not expectant and available, we're going to miss the God assignments that are waiting for us in each and every day. The other way we can approach each day is to wake up with an expectant heart. We can tune our ears to the still small voice of God's spirit and make ourselves fully available to him. When we see each and every day as an opportunity that is ripe with divine appointments and God assignments, we're going to be living out ordinary epic Christianity without even trying to. I love the example of Elizabeth Fry. She was a wife, a mother of 11 Quaker woman who lived in England in the mid-1800s. And at one point early in her Christian walk, she started waking up every morning with a simple prayer that said, Lord, show me how I can most bring you glory this day. And so as she began to make herself fully available to Christ on a daily basis, she started to feel the nudge to visit women prisoners in Newgate Prison, which was not far from her home. And that was just a simple step of obedience to help a few needy women. But soon it grew into this dramatic and life-changing ministry to prisoners all over Europe. Elizabeth Fry eventually became one of the greatest prison reformers in the world in history, not because she was seeking to do something big and great and grand, but because she woke up every morning expectant and available to Jesus Christ. That is such a powerful example of what God can do when we make ourselves available to him. Whatever your daily circumstances are, I really challenge you to approach each day with that same expectant and available attitude that Elizabeth Fry had. Wake up every morning asking God how you can bring him glory that day. And throughout your day, be aware of the divine appointments that he might be placing in your path and the unique prayer burdens he's placing on your heart. And don't forget that no step of obedience is insignificant, no matter how small it may seem at first. We see this in the lives of so many Christians throughout history that God can turn one simple yes, Lord, into fruit that will last for eternity. 
The second principle for ordinary epic living is to be eternally minded. And I've said so many times on this podcast, we live in a world just filled with distractions more than any other time in history, mainly because of the phenomenon of the digital age. We so easily lose sight of our sacred calling to build the kingdom of God just because we are too preoccupied with temporal pleasures and with the distractions of this earthly life. Leonard Ravenhill used to talk about living with eternity's values in view. And I love that phrase. When we live with eternity's values in view, it totally changes our daily focus. It affects our choices, our activities, our conversations. Those things now center around things that will last forever instead of things that will fade into nothing. Being eternally minded is what enables us to recognize those God assignments that he has prepared in advance for us to walk in, as it says in Ephesians 2.10, instead of being constantly distracted by the noise and the allurements of the culture. Think about this. God has entrusted us with the precious gift of time, 24 hours in every day, seven days in every week, every day is significant. Every hour is important and every moment is of value to God. How many of those moments are being spent on things that matter in light of eternity? And that can be a very convicting question if we really stop and think about it. And it's only when we're willing to give God the best hours of our day rather than what's left over after we have wasted most of our time on trivial things that we'll really be able to fulfill this incredible calling of changing the world that he has placed upon us. So prayerfully consider how you can spend more of your time on what is truly important in light of eternity. Now, of course, if you work in a secular job, you're not going to be able to focus on gospel-oriented things, but that doesn't mean you can't be praying all throughout your day or witnessing to those around you. You can still be eternally minded and focused even if your hands are busy doing mundane menial tasks. It could mean replacing some of your entertainment or social media time with purposeful times of prayer and studying God's word. It could mean using more of your free time to share Christ with non-believers in your community or maybe even in your own home. Whatever God pinpoints, I encourage you to be willing by his grace to replace any kind of temporal focus that you may have with an eternal focus. When we consecrate our time to Christ, we find a far deeper satisfaction than anything the distractions of this world can offer us. We don't need to chase after the world's counterfeit excitement because we're going to be living a real life adventure of world changing Christianity. And that is pretty exciting. And my third practical for you for ordinary epic living is to be willing to step out of your comfort zone. A lot of us pitch our tent in the land of mediocrity just because we sort of can't envision stepping out of our comfort zone. So it might be witnessing. Maybe you hear the story of Frank Jenner in Sydney, Australia, and that terrifies you to go up to someone and and ask them that question and offer them a track. But are we willing to step out of our comfort zone in order to build the kingdom of God? I recently heard a story about a woman in her 70s. She became a Christian later in life, and she had a burden to build the kingdom of God, but she didn't know what she was supposed to do, especially in her stage of life. She went to the pastor of her church. She offered to maybe teach a Sunday school class for children, but there really wasn't an opportunity there. But the pastor said, let's pray together for God to open an opportunity for you to do kingdom work. So after they prayed, she went home, and later that day she was trimming 
flower bushes outside of her house and a Chinese foreign exchange student happened to walk by. They struck up a conversation and she invited him in for tea and cookies. This college student had been in the United States for nearly a year and he had not ever been invited into anyone's home, any American's home. So he was really excited to be invited into her home. And he also had grown up in a culture that really revered and respected older people. So he took everything that she said very seriously. And as she shared her testimony, He was very interested. He asked if he could come back and bring a friend. So the next day, he brought another Chinese foreign exchange student, and they started to bring more and more friends and come on a regular basis. Now, witnessing two Chinese foreign exchange students was definitely not something this 70-plus-year-old woman felt equipped to do. It wasn't in her comfort zone, but she remembered that prayer her pastor had prayed, and she told God she was willing to step out of her comfort zone if this was going to be the door he was opening for her, and pretty soon more and more came and soon she was holding a Bible study in her home of over 70 Chinese students and it was incredibly impactful. A lot of us put limits on what God can do in and through us because of our own insecurities or feelings of inadequacy. But never forget that what God calls you to, he equips you for. So next time he places a kingdom opportunity in front of you, don't let fear or insecurity keep you from embracing it. If you remain dependent on him, you can be confident that he will give you the wisdom, the courage, the grace, everything that you need to rise up to that challenge. Here are some final thoughts that I want to share about with you about ordinary epic living. The time is short. I think all of us notice how rapidly darkness is sweeping over our world and also how ripe the spiritual field is for harvest. So let us no longer fall for this lie that building the kingdom of God is something reserved only for those few heroic Christians that are written about in the history books. However ordinary your life may be, the calling that he has placed upon you is anything but ordinary. As soon as you make yourself fully available to him, you'll become part of his epic world-changing rescue plan. And that is an amazing and exciting thought. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to go deeper into Set Apart Christ-Centered Living, please visit us at setapartgirl.com where we have a print magazine, an online mentoring program, and loads of free resources to point you closer to Jesus Christ. Have a blessed and christ